Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. We have a tall order of business to get into. So let's dive in. Let's start on Friday night. Let's get right into it. Nebraska traveling to Piscataway to take on the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Jay, what'd you see during this one? Uh, well, it was an interesting game for sure. Uh, it, it was about what I expected. Uh, still a lot better than the Colts and, and Broncos game that we got on mm-hmm. Thursday night. Uh, that's why we're a college football podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it was uh, credit to this Nebraska team for fighting. You know, they, they get down early, come back and win the game. Uh, it was, I mean, it they did a good job playing defensive football in the second half, and, and you know, Rutgers wasn't able to stop them. So credit to Nebraska. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my guy Adam Alexander on the play-by-play. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my NASCAR announcer. So if, hearing his voice during the game was pretty funny. It's always cool when you get those cross-sports cross, cross sports guys, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Except for the one time they had Mike Goldberg call uh, – Go from UFC to call call a couple of NFL games and he was terrible. Yeah, that's it. not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. Um, I so here's the thing. It, it really a tale of two halves. I liked Rutgers in that first half, really taking advantage of a lot of go routes, a lot of man to man coverage, and their guys are coming down with balls. Um, Nebraska kind of shut that down in the second half. Um, Rutgers didn't score at all. And listen, the Rutgers has a decent defense and. I think Nebraska was just kind of taking what they were giving them, um, you know, not going for the big play, just getting dinking and dunking, hitting the check down, hitting the slant, hitting the out, um, and then it kind of opened up that that big touchdown at the uh, towards the end of the game. But listen, give it up for Rutgers. I mean, good showing. Listen, right now they just want to be competitive. I know Nebraska has been bad, but I, I, Nebraska desperately, I mean, desperately needed needed that win. Uh, that's, uh, I guess their second place now, but, uh, in the big 10 West, the uh, they, they were up until that Illinois game. They were uh, first place in the big 10 West. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely insane. The big 10 West is a crapshoot. Um, I mean, it usually is, um, parody you, baby it parody again. Everyone wants parody until parody comes knocking at your door. Um, Let's go over to Memphis, uh, Houston, with a comeback win over Memphis. Memphis was controlling this whole game, and then Houston comes down and scores in like the final minute and 30 seconds. They get two scores. Um, Listen, Houston wins this football game, and I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. Um, I I know, you know, it was a solid verbal. They used the the context, uh, win your clunkers. You got to win your games, even if it's ugly. But I am not buying the Dana Holgerson hype, and I haven't bought the Dana Holgerson hype since his last year in West Virginia. Okay, because I've seen what he left at West Virginia and the culture that he left, and that is starting to come out with this football team in Houston. Was it two weeks ago? You had players fighting on the sideline. You get people, guys getting in guys' face. And it's not like fired up stuff. It's like you're not doing your job, screw you type of anger. Um, And listen, is Dana Holgerson a great um, X's and O's offensive mind? Absolutely. Do I think he is a good culture builder and a good program builder? No, I don't. I don't. 
and West Virginia fans continue to say we miss Dana. And I don't think I think they romanticize him and have no context of everything else. Because right now these Houston teams are looking like some of those talented West Virginia teams that he had that they're good, but they can be better and they don't because they're undisciplined and they're not taking advantage of opportunities in the beginning of games. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, even going back to his West Virginia days, like talking to people who knew him uh, at A&M, uh, it's, he didn't want to be a head coach. He wants to just call X's and O's. Mm-hmm. He wants to call yeah. the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he thrives in that in that role. But uh, like you said, man, he's just not a culture builder. And, you know, I, I like Dana a lot as an X's and O's guy. But uh, – I mean, Houston fans were calling for his job uh, in that first half. And, mm-hmm. you know, it. it I, I turned the game off because I thought that was pretty much over. Uh, the fact they were able to come back was impressive, obviously. It, it uh, was. Once, once I saw that uh, Houston just recovered the onside kick, I was like, oh, wow, I got to get go. over there. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, uh, a win but a disappointing performance for Houston. No, it, absolutely. And, and – you know, again, not to bring West Virginia back into this, but like, I I see Neil Brown struggling his, his first two years um, because he kind of had to clean up that program. And now I will the program has a lot better at West Virginia. The program has a lot better image now than it did three four years ago. Um, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, Houston wins. But again, they're supposed to be the top team in the AAC, and, and they they are not looking like it. Um, let's go to let's go to Saturday, man. Let's go to Saturday, and what better way to start the Saturday recap than the Red River rivalry slash shootout slash showdown, whatever you believe it to be. I mean, yeah, I'd call it the Red River blowout, uh, <laughs> but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, I did not expect OU to be this bad this year. And I, I do want to cut him a little bit of slack because when Lincoln Riley left, he did take a lot of pieces with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's not like, you know, this is the same team as last year. Uh, but for for OU to, to go out there and get goose-egged, I mean, they're running the Wildcat for half the game mm-hmm. um, because I guess they just have no faith at all in their, their two backups. Uh it was it was rough to watch, to be honest with you. So yeah, I watched this game with a Texas fan, and he was very happy. There was a lot of frustrations over the last couple of years being let out of this one. Um, listen, Texas looked really good. Um, Oklahoma just man, is this the same again? I know it's Nebraska, but is this the same team that beat the hell out of Nebraska? They look completely different. Yeah, there's there's no confidence, no identity, uh, and and part of that could be that just you know they don't have the personnel yet. But uh, man, if this is what's going to happen with the transfer portal, that's uh, that's going to be rough going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Now, Jay, I have a question because I, I I have somewhat of an answer, but do you think Ven- do you think it's fair to say Venables is a bad hire right now? Yes and no. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't think OU expected to have to hire a coach. Mm-hmm. 
there, there's a difference between firing a coach and then going into the season and and then having a plan for who you're going to approach afterwards. Right. In OU's case, it was a deal where I don't think it ever crossed their mind that, that Lincoln Riley might leave. No. Why I, 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 yeah. Like, I, I don't think they ever thought that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're already starting behind the eight ball on, on coaches. Absolutely. So is Venables going to end up being a good head coach? I don't. I don't think he's going to be the answer there, but for somebody that you're looking for a little bit of continuity as far as the OU brand, I really don't think it's a terrible hire. So it, it's it's not a good hire from a, the football team is going to be good. I don't think he lasts there, but from where they started the coaching search, I didn't hate the hire, and I still don't hate the hire. I don't hate the hire either. I, I, it's too early. It's way too early. Yes, they got blown out against Texas, but here, here, here's the thing. I think a lot of times, and Jay, listen, if, if you think I'm, um, I'm completely insane when I say this, you know, please tell me. I think there are times where you play to win games, like you play to win. Uh, her, remember, you play to win the game, and I think sometimes you take chances, and because you take those chances, you get blown out rather than playing safe conservative and you lose by two touchdowns, you know, 17 points and you never gave yourself a chance. I think Oklahoma went out there to win that football game. A lot of things went wrong and they got blown out, but I do believe that they could have played this a different way. They could have played this a little bit more conservatively and they may have only lost by 17 or 20. And and Dylan Gabriel being out hurts a lot too. Let's not absolutely. It does. Let's not discount that. But uh, yeah, I, I even forgot to bring that up. Exactly, Dylan Gabriel was hurt. So, um, that's a rough loss for them. Um, but I, we're going to talk about them later on um, with their with their matchup later on in the week. So we'll, we're going to be keeping our eyes on Oklahoma going in uh, coming up this Saturday. Let's. Okay, the game that you – I know you were fired up for. And can I just say, this is why college game day needs to not just go to the best game on the schedule, but to go to the also the unique and best atmosphere on the schedule. Okay? Because can, having a chance to go to Lawrence, Kansas, even though Kansas lost – is huge for that team, is huge for that program, and it brings in more viewers to college game day. I wanted to tune in. Hey, I got to watch. That was the first time in a while I said, hey, I got to watch game day. They're in Kansas this week. And it was a great atmosphere. They had people as far as the eyes could see um, at that bell tower or or all the way back with the bell tower in the background. Um, Now, with that being said, let's go to the game. Uh, TCU wins this one, Jay, and you corrected me on Twitter, and I know I actually haven't told you about it, but I messed up. I thought because it was like a pre, it was a preconceived notion because I saw the halftime score. I said, "Up, oh, Jay's under, Jay's over, lost." And then when I recapped it, I already marked it down as a loss, and I saw you found it and then ret- or sent the tweet out. I see. I wasn't even going to say anything. Up. I was just see, correcting I, it. No, and, and it's fine. Hey, listen, I'm not afraid to say when I'm wrong. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say when I'm wrong. 
Okay. And this isn't the first, and, and I'm going to say I'm, I'm wrong later on in the, in the show, but um, listen, the over with a back from the dead uh, to hit, um, but TCU wins this football game. And listen, uh, did they, they won by seven, correct? 38, 38, 38, 31, 38, 31. And that was the line, right? Uh, I, believe it was TCU. I think it was seven. seven. So I, I believe it was a wash or you won or lost um, depending on where you got that line. But listen, TCU is a really good football team. But Sonny Dykes, uh, listen, we can talk both these teams. And you said it last week, Jay. Sonny Dykes and Lance uh, Leipold are doing wonders. And uh, listen, I, I caught bits and pieces of that game because I was watching more Red River. But this was a fantastic football game when it was on my television. Um, this was this was my game of the of the Saturday. It was great. Opinion. Yes, it was. Some of some of the catches that were made in this game were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you start off the first half, like you said, it looked like the over was dead, and then all of a sudden this game just explodes in the second half. And it wasn't like the guys were playing bad defense either. A lot of those catches that were made were great coverage and the guys just went up there and got it and it was crazy uh obviously we lost Jalen daniels to injury uh yeah, that's jason or uh is it jason bean i think anyways i'm calling Jimmy. him sling Jimmy bean, bean? Sl- sling sling bean uh was the was the nickname that i decided to bestow upon bean but uh i uh it was a it was a great performance uh from both teams you know kansas i think they have a lot to build on from there uh, TCU, TCU looks just fantastic. So yes, they do. Uh, uh, Jason Bean, Jason Bean. Okay, Jason Bean. Jason, um, Jason Sling Bean. Jason Sling Bean. Um, listen, yeah, TCU looks really good. Um, also, I don't know if you caught it, but did you see? Um, again, I don't know how Gary Patterson meant it, but did you see him after the Red River game where he, where Gary Patterson, uh, former coach of TCU, asked the guy. Um, what was what's the TCU score? And he said, "I'm not sure." And everyone's like, "Oh, look at that! Like he truly still cares about TCU," which I believe he does. But do you do you think I'm, he meant? Do you think he meant it positively, or do you think he meant it like, "What's the TCU score?" Because we just won, and I hope they lost. No, I think he I think he meant that positively. Uh, yeah. From everything that I know about Gary Patterson, just from talking to other people, he's he's he can be a little bit. Uh, a little bit of a uh, abrasive personality sometimes, but he really mm-hmm. did care about TCU, and I think he, I think he still does. I think he does too. I do think he's hurt. He was hurt that he was um, told he was going to be let go because they did say they were going to let him. They were going to let him finish out the year respectfully and then change. Um, and then he said, "Well, if we're going to do that, you might as well just fire me right now," which I think is yeah. a balls move by him. Um, it's again him and him and that burnt orange just. Doesn't it doesn't right feel there. right. It doesn't. But listen, TCU looks really good. Kansas also is is a team to watch out for in the Big 12. It, it, listen, Kansas is for real. And I'm not saying they're going to win the Big 12. I'm not saying they're going to make a New Year's Six Bowl. But Kansas is for real. They're going to play in a really good bowl game this year. And it's going to be fun to keep watching, keep watching them. Um, we're going to stay in the Big 12. But... It should really be the Big Ten, and it's going to be a perfect transition into the two because Iowa State versus Kansas State in Iowa, Illinois, were mirror 
almost mirror images of each other. Um, Iowa State and Kansas State, uh, I, I mean, just both of them, it, just a punt extravaganza. Just add the Kansas schools and Iowa State to the Big Ten. Just add them already. Throw them in the Big Ten West. Uh, give give the East Purdue and, I don't know, we'll take Purdue and someone else. And the Big Ten West can just have an, a sickos party in that division. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. It's it's terrible. It's rock fight football, but it's it's good defensive football at the same time. Uh, I think in Iowa there was a point where Iowa gets three and out, punts it. Illinois muffs the punt. Iowa recovers it. Yeah. Iowa has another three and out, punts it again. Illinois muffs it again. Iowa recovers it. Three and out, kicks the field goal. Yep, yep. Which um, <laughs> I mean, that just it, it's good for the soul. It, it really is. Um, so I, I said before, I, I had to say that I was wrong again. Listen, I'm, I was wrong about Illinois in the beginning of the year. I was wrong. I said that they were going to be a four and eight team or a five and seven team at most. Um, there were some people online. I forget necessarily who that said that Illinois can, can really do some damage. And listen, this is an Illinois team. They should have beat Indiana. We should be living in a world where Illinois is six and zero. I want everyone to think about that. Um, but yeah, I just this team is just finding ways to win. Uh, Looking at their schedule, they got at Nebraska, which they should win seven. Michigan State, which I think is gonna be tough. Okay, because it's still Michigan State. So let's that's a toss-up game. So let's just keep seven with Nebraska. Purdue is probably going to be a loss. Michigan will be a loss. Northwestern, that's going to be a toss-up. Listen, there is a chance that Illinois can win eight football games here with their with their remaining schedule and go eight and four. And if you are Brett Bielema, you have to be extremely happy for what you are able to do. Because listen, he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have the blue chippers. He doesn't have a no offense to his team because they're finding ways to win. He doesn't have a lot of talented guys, but he's finding ways to win football games. And Iowa is more talented than Illinois. And Illinois um, just found a way to win. I mean, hats off to Brett Bielema. I was wrong about the Illini um, saying that they were going to be four and eight, five and seven. Um, listen, I hope they get to eight wins. I really do. I hope they play in a nice bowl. They play someone from the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, and they freaking beat them and say, you just lost to the Alina. I'd love for that to happen. <laughs> but we will. Hey, man, they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. Exactly. Exactly. Doesn't matter how. How many. Um, Iowa State, Kansas State, uh, again, another another rock fight. Um, actually, Jay, who won this game? Uh, Kansas State one, right? That's what I thought, right? This is one of those games where I (laughs) there's there's a lot of games going on on Saturday. Uh, So this is the thing. I at Kansas State uh, again with all the other games going on. Okay, I was going into the NC State um, parking lot around this time, so I I I didn't I forgot who even Kansas State won ten nine. 
Uh, right, it was ten. I knew the score. Goal. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, another punt. Another punt extravaganza. Iowa State, Kansas State. Um, it's. It's the Big 12 used to be big-time shootouts. Now it's a crapshoot. Now you have no idea uh, what's going to happen in the Big 12. Is it going to be a knife back alley knife fight? Is it going to be a shootout? Um, you don't know. Uh, this one just happened to be a, a good old a good old rock fight. But I'm telling you, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, just throw them in the Big 10 West. They deserve to be there. Absolutely. Uh, Tennessee. Just dominated. I mean, dominated LSU. Yeah, from uh, from the opening whistle, I mean, LSU has the issues on the kickoff, and mm-hmm. Tennessee never looks back from there. Uh, you know, I thought I thought LSU was going to keep this one close, just the game being in Death Valley, but I think it's time to accept that, that Tennessee's a good team this year. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, they obviously third Saturday in October is this weekend. So we'll find out pretty quick, uh, pretty quick if Tennessee's as good as, uh, we think they may be, but, uh, I think they could be a a threat to Georgia in the East this year. Uh, we'll find out for sure, but a big fan of what Hendon Hooker has been able to do this season. Uh, I think you have to have him up there on your Heisman list to be honest, but, uh, uh, I know, Jake, I know you're not a Tennessee fan, but I, th- I think you have to respect what uh, Josh Heupel is doing this year. No, I do. And, and listen, uh, b- before the year started, I, I even said that. I mean, it's no secret that I don't like Tennessee. I hate them. I hate their fans. I hate almost everything about them. But I, I in the beginning of the year, I said that Tennessee should be pretty good this year. Um, I said Tennessee should win eight or nine games, and they, they're going to do that. Um and they dominate LSU. And listen, Brian Kelly should get a little, a little bit of a pass. And I know Brian Kelly is a good, really good X's and O's coach. He's a good guy. Oh, sorry, no, I shouldn't say that. He's a good coach. He's not a, not good, a good guy. guy. <laughs> he is not. A good guy. He's a good coach. He he's a good builder of a program. Um, and I just think it's one of those things where he doesn't have a lot of guys to really work with at this time. I think LSU will be better. But listen, all those LSU people saying, why is the game at noon? Why is the – or 11 a because they're central time, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, LSU central time. Why is the game at 11 a.m.? But listen, shut up, Cajuns, and show up to the game, okay? <laughs> Not every game has to be at 3.30. Not every game has to be at night. Okay, play Night, noon game. Play nighttime noon in Death Valley game. is special, though. I know it is. But listen, you got to play the noon games, too. You yeah. have to. you got to show up for the noon games. Okay, it's 11 that's, that's the part. It, it's hard. It's hard for Cajuns to wake up that early. It is. It is. But still, I mean. I, mean, I say that because I, I love my LSU fans, and I can't wait to see y'all when I'm there in a couple weeks for the uh, Magnolia Bowl. It's going to be a two thirty kick. So, oh yeah, oh that'll be oh that'll be great. Um, it'll be nice not going as the opposing fan this time. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. It'll be. It's nice going to a stadium where you're like, I can just I can just enjoy this today. Like yep. I have nothing going on. Um, that's how I felt this weekend. Um, but more more on that later. Um, another dominating game. Mississippi State smokes Arkansas. Um. Jay, uh, did you see most of this game? 
Uh, so I was kind of watching it. This is one that I was kind of flipping through when I was quad boxing, but uh, I saw bits and pieces. Mm. I mean, uh, just just by looking at the box, I mean, th- this was pretty. This is a game that was close early on. I mean, you're looking at a, um, you know, a 21-10, 21-10 at halftime. You know, not not nothing bad. And then I just think Mississippi State's offense is just that good. Um, I think Mississippi State's offense is that good. I think Arkansas struggled. I mean, Arkansas just struggled a little bit. Um, and Arkansas, Arkansas's weakness is their secondary. So th- this was always a bad matchup for them. Uh, mm-hmm. They've given up big plays throughout the year. I mean, it's why they were in the hole against Missouri State and had to rally. Uh, and then you look at uh, KJ Jefferson also being banged up. Both yeah. of those things kind of played a played a pretty big factor in mm-hmm. uh, in this loss. But yeah, you gotta gotta tip your hat to Mississippi State and Will Rogers. Uh, mm-hmm. This offense is a problem. It is, but uh, and, and just kind of going off of that though, like, yeah, KJ Jefferson was out, which is huge. Um, but you know, you, you had Hornsby comes in. I mean, seven for or sorry, eight for seventeen, two hundred and thirty-four yards and a touchdown. Um, not terrible, not a bad day. Two interceptions though that are going to cost you. Um, I think what Arkansas without KJ Jefferson is just he, he makes that whole team go. He makes that whole offense go. And if they don't have him on offense, uh, this team becomes, I think, pretty one-dimensional. And yeah. Mississippi State isn't even known for their like to be a defensive team and, you know, held them to seven second-half points. I mean, this is not a – but it was a dominating performance. K.J. Jefferson needs to get back for Arkansas um, because Arkansas is kind of getting into that very – kind of that disappointing territory. But injuries yeah. will do that. Um, Speaking of uh, injured quarterbacks, uh, yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky without Will Levis, uh, South Carolina pulls off the upset. Gamecocks big, uh, big Saturday in uh, Columbia. Big for Beamer, big for Beamer. Beamer also wears the sunglasses after the game in kind of a trolling to Mark Stoops because Mark Stoops kind of makes a comment. Yeah, you have some of these coaches that they wear the sunglasses and they do the dance and this and that. And he's like, we, we don't do that here. And it's just fine. But I think it was a subtle jab at Shane Beamer. It um, was. Yeah, and Shane Beamer uh, puts on the glass. Oh, yeah. You know, listen, coaches can say, hey, I don't listen to the media. And they don't. But people they are people that are around them do. And they'll say, hey, did you see this? Who? Um, and that's just a little added motivation. Listen, um, I have not been a huge – I haven't been on the Will Levis hype train. I've always said he's a good quarterback, not a great one. He's a gamer. He's a warrior. He's a guy that you would want to go to battle with. Um, not having him definitely hurt. But here's the thing with Kentucky. Kentucky is a team where you need to be winning or they need to be winning early so they can control the football game. They got behind in this one and couldn't come back. And I think that's Kentucky's big problem is if they're not up early, then I think they're in trouble for the rest of the game because they are not built to come back from uh, double digits. Yep. And we saw that definitely on Saturday. I mean, you know, obviously losing Levis is uh, is a big part of that, but even with Will Levis in there, they struggle anytime they have to come from behind. And mm-hmm. 
Again, I think at the end of the day, you just have to take your hats off to the Gamecocks. They uh, came out there with a good game plan. They executed. Uh, not much else to say about this game. They play with a lot of. Uh, they play with a lot of pride. They yeah. really do. Um, they they really do. Um, let's go to a little bit of pack action. Arizona State beats Washington. Um, are we sure Washington's good? Well, the thing about that Washington team is the the ranking I think was partially built off of Michigan the Michigan State, State win, which looks uh, worse and worse every yeah. every week. Uh, you know, I, I still think Washington's a decent team, but Arizona State may be a little bit better than we give them credit for as well. Uh, and we'll see how this kind of shakes out. I also think it being a road kick plays plays a little part in that as well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, I just I don't want to read too much into this. It's a weird game. I mean, Arizona State jumps out to a big lead in the first half, right? You get the the twenty four points, and it's mm-hmm. again, it's can Washington come back from stuff like that? Yeah. Are they like a Kentucky? But again, this defense isn't good. And I think last year they had an okay defense. They had a good defense, I'll say, but their offense was terrible. Now I think their offense has woken up, but they, they lost everything on defense. Um, also, Arizona State, um, you know, Herm's fired. So do they have an extra, um, a little bit of more oomph that Herm is gone? You know, I, I have no idea. But I don't know. It's. Arizona State, I feel like, was a lot more talented than people gave them credit for. Yeah. And I, I think that there are a lot of things behind the scenes going on with that one. Um, who knows? Maybe that's why Herm was able to win a, a bunch of games on the field. Maybe he had the talent and he just wasn't getting it done. Um, Washington, though, I, I don't know. I, I think this team is – I think this team's okay. Yeah, and it's still – either way, it's still a step forward from last year. Yes. They're, they are better than they were last year, for sure. Absolutely. You have to always ask yourself that question. Whenever you get a new coach or whenever you see if something's new or even year by year, are we better than last year or are we going in a different direction? Um, or are, are is there some promise? And if you have a coach for one or two years and you can say yes in those categories, then I think things are going well. Um, listen, you said it, Jay, with this next one. Um, Notre Dame and BYU, you said it. I agreed. I didn't pull the trigger on the money, though. I did not bet on this game. I said stay away from it. I should have listened to you. Notre Dame beats BYU. Doesn't just beat them, but also covers. I are the. Uh, you think the Irish are finding their stride? I think so. I mean, I realized that there's a little bit of continuity. So I think we just expected beatings from Notre Dame right away. But this is still a, a new head coach. It's a first-year head coach. Uh, yeah, you know, like Marcus Freeman. Yes, he coached the bowl game last year, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's still an, a new head coach. You know, that's that's an adjustment to make. So I think Notre Dame's improving. Obviously, you know, BYU. Maybe they're a good team. Maybe they aren't. I mean, the, they're built off that Baylor win, and Baylor doesn't look to be uh, the team that they were last year, uh, but. We'll see. We'll see if they can keep this momentum up. Uh, obviously, you know, very, very rough start to the year, but 
in, in hindsight, right, the Marshall the Marshall loss isn't good, but they hung no. with Ohio State. Yeah. So that that's not a bad loss. Uh, I think no. maybe we just wrote him off a little bit too early, and and now Marcus Freeman's kind of settling into his mm-hmm. comfort zone as a as a head coach, and uh, we'll we'll see what they're able to do going forward. But Notre Dame may be a better team than than some expected yeah. after that rough start we, to the season. Yeah, we we've lost a lot of patience in the college football world. I mean, it's it's like it, the roller coaster of hyperbole. Every single week is is out of control, and, and it's not always black and white. I mean, uh, we we I say it all the time. You know, not everything sucks. Not everything is is amazing. There are so many shades of gray in college football, and so many variables going that it's 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 tough. Again, you deal with eighteen to twenty two year old kids that you know they're they're not going to be perfect. And I think Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is kind of finding their stride. Listen, BYU is a they're a solid football team. I, we, I thought they were better than probably what they were. But listen, BYU is still – they're still a solid football team. Um, and we're going to go into a, a team that I think is in the disappointing category right now. But uh, Miami loses another one. North Carolina goes to 5-1. and one. And, uh, Jay, I'm going to be honest here, okay? And I don't want to ba- – I don't want to sit here and bash the ACC – Okay, but North Carolina being five and one is that defense is terrible. The defense is absolutely awful. They squeeze out a win against Miami. Miami hasn't looked good. Like I, I honestly thought we were going to see a Miami team that that had at least have an identity, and, and I don't know what they're good at. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I mean. What what are they good at? Yeah, uh, I, I don't really have anything for you on that. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke threw for almost 500 yards, so that's I guess something to look at that was good for Miami. But he's carrying. They're they're yeah. so they are so bad in the red zone. It's what got them the loss against A uh, and M. They're just not able to finish off drives. I mean, if if you had told me that Miami was going to throw for almost 500 yards and and not put up more than 24 points like that, that's a little bit surprising to be honest mm-hmm. and it just goes back to their inability to finish drives i mean there's so many so many talented athletes and weapons around tyler van dyke you'd think they'd be able to get some more touchdowns on the board but it just hadn't been happening this year and i mean again this is another situation where it's a first year head coach so you don't right. want to draw too many conclusions too soon but it's like you said man there's no identity they're not good defensively. They're not good offensively. Yet. You can't really name what they're good at. They're, they have the punter with the neck tattoos. That's Australian. He's kind of cool, but I think that's about the only thing Miami has going for them. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, and, and you listen, you the money zone, okay? The, the, the red zone is the money zone. You, you got to play well in the red zone if you're on offense or if you're on defense okay that is where you make money that is where you win games how good are you in the red zone and and they're not good in the red zone um and again i i don't have the the numbers necessarily in front of me on third down but i'm willing to bet their third down conversion is also bad 
Um, yeah. But you, those are the things they need to do. Um, like you said, red zone definitely. Uh, t- listen, North Carolina is five and one right now. Okay, they're five and one, and, and they have wins over Florida A and M, which was a little close in the first half. By the way, they win a shootout against App State. They beat Georgia State. They lose to Notre Dame. They beat a Virginia Tech team that. I, that I don't even that their offense doesn't even have a freaking pulse. They beat Miami, and now they get to play Duke, Pitt, who will be like tough-ish, Virginia, who's not good. They'll lose to Wake. They'll they'll lose to NC State. But you're looking at this team: six, seven, eight, nine. They're gonna win nine games. North Carolina is going to win. Go not. They're going to go nine and three, probably or eight and four. And their defense is atrocious. Like I'm sorry, and I don't want to bash the ACC, but North Carolina is going to go probably nine and three. And the they don't deserve to. That's how bad that side of the division. Hey, I mean, if if they're winning games, they deserved it. But uh... I, I know I, I, they deserve to win. They okay, the team itself <laughs> doesn't make the schedule. I understand the team. The, the the players are finding ways to win. Fine, but this team's gonna go nine and three. This is not a nine and three football team. I'm sorry. It's not. It's a seven and five team. Eight and four should be your ce- This team should have eight and four as the ceiling, not the floor. And they're gonna, they're gonna win at least win eight games. Miami is two and three right now. They're gonna beat Virginia Tech. That's three. They'll beat Duke for four, Virginia for five, Georgia Tech for six, and then Pitt. I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. Georgia Tech's kind of. Uh... Come back from the dead. Georgia Tech. It'll be Georgia. Tech. <laughs> uh, but like I we'll just, get into that later too. Even Virginia, like I, I know Virginia isn't bad, but like that offense looked bad. The the ACC, it is I don't know. Again, maybe it's maybe it's my a bias of mine. I have no idea. I gotta do this. All right, one of these days, Jay, at the end of the year, this is what I want to do. Mark it down. At the end of the year, maybe uh, we'll do like a uh, national championship pod, and then the week after, I want to do a. We're gonna line up. We're gonna on a point system. We're gonna line up all the conferences, okay? One versus one, and, and we're gonna do it on like a point system, and we're gonna see at the end who has the most points. Because the ACC is bad. <laughs> this is a bad conference. Clemson and I listen. I'm gonna get to NC State here in a second, okay? Because they're supposed to be the, the number two team in this conference, and they don't look like it. But we're gonna get to that very soon. But before we get into that, uh, the Pac-12, um, UCLA is a true contender for the Pac-12. It's it's time to talk about it. Uh, Chip Kelly is doing a great job right now. Um, listen, Utah's defense 
is a problem and not in a not in the new good sense of the word, but the old definition where it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Utah's defense is a problem for them. UCLA, listen, really good offense. DTR, Charbonnet. The, okay, this offense is great. But like Utah had no answer. And UCLA, all they had to do is just make a couple stops, and that was enough. Um, UCLA, I think UCLA is going to win the Pac-12. You think they'll beat USC? I think so. I think this is going to be the most hype around uh, that game in a while, for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we'll see if both teams can keep up their winning ways. Obviously, Utah has USC next, but... Uh, yeah, this UCLA team's a lot of fun. Uh, DTR is finally the player that everybody expected him to be. Dude, it's so easy. And it's it's so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. It is. I... Uh, UCLA has some struggles defensively, too. That could come back to bite them. But uh, looking forward to when UCLA and Oregon meet and Chip Kelly goes back up to Eugene. But uh, other than that, yeah, I think, uh, I think you look at it because there's no divisions anymore. Uh, I forgot no. that the Pac-12 did away with that. Yeah. Uh, so UCLA. I don't think we broke it down like that either. I think we broke we it didn't. down. We <laughs> divisionally. We yeah, that's we what I'm saying. It. We did it. We did it divisionally. Yeah. yeah, that's. Listen, there's a lot of college football. Like you people that cover NFL games, you got to have it easy. You have 32 teams that you need to cover. Okay, you can literally watch NFL Red Zone and know exactly what's going on with all these games. We can't do that. Okay, there, there's so many games and we travel. It's it's hard. Like, you know what my Sunday consists of, Jay? My Sunday consists of re like watching at, at, uh, college football games that I didn't watch. That's what I do all day Saturday. Um, and so yeah, it's it's tough. We 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 miss things, but yeah, not having those divisions, I think, is really going to help. I'm telling you, you I think UCLA is going to do it. I, I honestly think they're going to be they're going to win the Pac-12. Um. All right, Jay. I didn't watch it, and I know you did. How? How? We both sat here and said, "There's no way Texas A&M is going has a has a shot in this game," and, and they almost win it. I watched yeah, I mean, the final. I watched the final play in NC State Stadium. It was a, uh, it was a close one. I mean, hats off, Jimbo. I don't know what he does if he just kind of goes into cruise control the rest of the year, but he always comes with a, a heck of an offensive game plan against Alabama. The defense played better than they have. You know, they still gave up almost 300 yards rushing, but they really limited the passing attack of Alabama, and they forced four turnovers. Uh, they made, I mean, part of the reason A&M was in this game is because, make no mistake about it, Bryce Young was injured. Jalen Milrow was was that quarterback for the, oh, yeah. for the Tide. Uh, but, you know, A&M has been in a three-man front for a lot of the year, and I have been critical of that. I think part of the reason they were uh, was because they've had some injuries to defensive tackle. Uh, McKinley Jackson, who I expected to be the leader of this defensive line, has been banged up all year. He was in for almost the entire game against Alabama. I think that helped a bit. Uh, Those those forced fumbles on Jalen Milrow uh, helped a lot, but Alabama also missed two field goals, right? Like, mm-hmm. this game could have been out of reach. But, mm-hmm. you know, A&M hung around, and, you know, they get a three and out to stop Bama to get the ball back with, with time to drive and get all the way down to the, the two-yard line. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, you have one play to win it, and uh, it didn't work out. Uh, but it was a it was a good performance. I think there's some things to build on, but I think A and M all fans also have to remember that this was Bama without their starting quarterback. Uh, so so take it with a grain of salt. Did you did you like the play call at the end of the game? <laughs> so me personally, I would have liked to have some kind of RPO in there. Uh, I mean, we talk about the the most famous the most famous two point play of all time that every team runs some kind of variation of it is sprint red option. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with that is Will Anderson's lined up to the to the right side of, the, of if you're facing the defense, he's on the right side. Nick Saban knows that Haynes King is a threat with his legs too. So he's making sure that, that Will Anderson's there to box it. So I get why they went to that play, and that play worked earlier in the, the game uh, with Masin Muhammad uh, getting a touchdown off of it, uh, and then the trips left. But Alabama knew that they were going to run it again since it's a similar situation. Uh, they had it, bought those trips on the left side, boxed up. Uh, I would have liked to get Devon Shane into the route some, somehow. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think he's one of the best weapons on this team. Yes, uh, but you know, if the timing's there on that play, Evan Stewart has a chance to make a catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, he did get open enough. I wouldn't yeah. call him open, but open enough. Uh, yeah, and, and Hank, Hank's King misses him and, and mistimes it. Yeah, it, it could have been a better throw. Um, I mean, yeah, it's... I don't, I don't. It's not what I would have called, but I don't hate it like a lot of people do. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, I love it, but I don't hate it. Um, and I, I think, you know, you talking about like the, the Will Anderson thing, you know, Will Anderson's going to be lined up on the right side. Um, that, you know, Nick Saban has been quoted like, you don't win games by, you don't win games in crunch time with X's and O's. You win them, you win them by matchups. And he's going to have Will Anderson in that position. He's going to have his best guy in a position because he knows. Hey, there. When they, if it's going to be a sprint out, I want him there. I, yeah. I want, I want my best guys um, on theirs. And you know, when you have, when you're trying to win by matchups like that, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna overtake your X's and O's nine out of ten times. And um, you know, right there, Haynes King, um, you know, missed them. But listen, they, they played a hell of a football game. They got to be proud um, because no one gave them a chance. But like you said, a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh, Alabama was a little bit banged up. And banged up, turnovers, and missed field goals. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not often that a team has four turnovers to the other team's one, and they, they walk away with a victory. Uh, obviously, it makes a difference that it's the home team. Uh, I also want to say something to, to the fans that were complaining about Alabama holding Texas A&M all game. Uh Nine times out of ten, you don't get a holding call unless it's like extremely flagrant. Yeah, like y'all have to stop whining about those those holding calls. I mean, I, I'm saying this is a defensive lineman who who hates that offensive lineman can get away with murder half the time. Oh god, yeah. Like, I know. first of all, you have a you have a better view of it in the stands than the referees do on the field. It's not mm-hmm. something that's reviewable, and you know, like it's it's bang bang plays that are happening, like. You're getting held every play, mm-hmm. so you, you just you really got to just stop complaining about that. You can pause. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you pause the game or you 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 can pause the game at any moment. See, look at the holding. Yeah, well, the referee doesn't have And that. and both sides are doing it. Yeah, it's at least both sides are doing it if they're any good. Mm-hmm. But uh that's, that's there are story. there are times where it's like, eh, come on, like call both ways, but yeah, you're you're right. It's it's one of those things. Most most of the time it's a discretionary call where it's it's both ways it's not being called for the most yeah. part. Um well uh I went to North Carolina or sorry well NC State over the weekend. Um Raleigh Raleigh. Here's my a little bit of a review for Raleigh. Um, first thing, um, again, like South Carolina last year, the parking lots don't open until five hours before kickoff. That's absurd to me. Um, now, I did talk to a season ticket holder. He said they had some um, violent crimes, uh, a shooting years back, and then that's where they kind of said only um, five hours before kickoff. Um, now, I was in a casual lot, more of a wine and cheese type of crowd, very casual fans. Uh, I was told I should have been in the back towards the woods. That would have been more of the place for me and my degenerate uh, friends. But we weren't. We were at the wine and cheese crowd. We did get a little bit of, uh, of – we did get some looks. We were with another friend of our group who was a Penn State fan, so he had a Penn State tent up during this, which stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, got a little bit, uh, got a little uh, side looks from people. Um, but uh, I will say this, the stadium itself is beautiful. Stadium's beautiful. I think it holds about 57,000. Um, they have a they have a couple like uh, wolf pack statues outside the stadium, which are really nice. And one of them has a big waterfall. Um, I'll say this with how the atmosphere was. At the beginning of the game and the end of the game, it was good. In the middle, and I know they didn't have a lot to whole lot to cheer for, but it it was like after the first two drives, even when the game was like net, like tied, it kind of went down. They didn't hold that that loudness throughout the entire game. Um, but uh, outside of stadium, I went to the pit. Authentic barbecue. It was absolutely delicious. Loved it. Um, if you're there as a side, get the sweet potato casserole as a side. It was absolutely delicious. Um, as far as nightlife goes, we went to the Tin Roof, which was great. Live music, great time. Downstairs is like a band live music. Upstairs is more of a club where like the roof is. Um, also went to Lucky Bee's. I didn't spend too much time there because I walked in and I looked around and said, yeah, I'm the oldest person here. So I'm, I'm not going to stay here for too long. Uh, I didn't want to be like uh, the hello, my fellow kids, uh, Steve Buscemi meme <laughs> type thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, Raleigh, really good time. Um, uh, the stadium was pretty much full. I think a couple people at halftime left, which apparently you can leave the stadium at halftime and come back in which is freaking wild to me. That love that. I was able to do that at rice. Yeah. That like wild that that is allowed. Um, we didn't do that, uh, but it was, it was really good. Uh, I, I thought the stadium looked really good. Again, I was in the long, a wrong parking lot really to really be, um, 
partying, I guess. Uh, so I, I wish that was a little bit, but it, it was a good time. I recommend it, honestly. If if you're a person that loves to travel to different games and you're around the North Carolina, you know, the Raleigh area, definitely go check out a game, especially when it's a, a big one. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, God, I just also, can't wait. I can't yeah. wait for you to get down to AM for yeah. uh, Texas barbecue. Flights are booked. The flights are booked. I'm ready to go. Um, Our air mattress is booked as well. Yeah, you told me that. I will sleep, <laughs> dude. I've slept. I've slept on floors. I've slept in shower. I listen. I will fall asleep anywhere. Um, but also with the NC State, I, I did hear a guy complain about Dave Dorian. He said, "Dave Dorian, this is the right, the reason why we'll never win the ACC." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, like. 80% of college football would love to have Dave Dorian right now. Like, I know he hasn't done anything, like, fantastic, but, like, also, you're NC State. You should only be winning nine games a year anyway. Like, th- this guy's making your program relevant, you know? Um, so, with that being said, let's get to the game. I said all these good things about NC State. Eh, but I'm going to say this. Florida State was the better team on Saturday. They were better on defense. They just repeatedly shot themselves in the foot. They could not get out of their own way. The, listen, I'm also happy that I was in the stands and witnessed a sicko candidate play of the year with the punter punting the ball two yards past the line of scrimmage. Um, that was wild. And NC State only got three points there. I, Devin Leary got hurt in the second. Um but even when he was in the game, they, they locked him. Florida State locked him down. Um, I feel like Florida State could have ran the football a lot more. Um, Norvell is building something here. He really is. Um, this, I'm telling you, Florida State, I really, I left that game um, liking Florida State a lot more as a football program. And as a team, I, I thought they were really, I thought they played really well, but they just, or they had, they, they were in position, but they, they just, they just gave it away. Um, and I thought at the end, they were going to kick that field goal for the win. And they, did you see the end, that interception? So I didn't, I, uh, this was, I think the A&M game was going on at the same time. A&M so was still like... going on. Okay. So let me explain to you what happened here. Um, NC State has to punt the ball back to Florida State. Florida State goes all the way down the field. I think they're at like the 23-24. They're up – or NC State's up too. I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to kick a field goal here. Um, and the they ran the football for like five, six yards. And the guy in front of me, the same guy complaining about Dave Dorian, was like, why do my teams always do this to me? Uh why is this? I feel you. (laughs) And I'm like, I look over to my friend. I'm like, I feel like I said, this is great seeing this from like another fan base. Cause like, I think about this all the time. Um, I I will say we sat next to really nice Florida state people. Some of them were like, but like they, they were really nice. Um, I saw the Florida state people yapping a lot, talking a lot of trash. These Florida state people were really good. Um, anyway, as soon as that guy starts complaining about all of his team sucking, um, Florida State throws a pick. That I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you throw that? <laughs> and I honest, 
again, this this might be a little conspiracy conspiracy theory, but I think he saw defensive holding, and I think he threw it to get the flag. Because as soon as he, you can't do no 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 no. You can't do that. You cannot do that. That is a stupid mistake. But as soon as he threw it and the interception, he put his arms out like, "Where's the flag?" So like I I think I think he saw a defensive holding or a de- pass interference and threw that ball to get it to get them closer. But you're still at the twenty three or twenty five. Yeah. I just. Man, and like NC State people are fired up, which they have every right to be. It was it was awesome to be in that stadium. But man, I could I could not believe that. Um, Florida State was the better team, and I'm telling you, I, I after watching them, I, I like Florida State. Yeah. Like, I, I, listen, I shouldn't say like them. I'm gonna probably root against them almost every chance I get. But <laughs> as a team, they look pretty good. That I have yeah. to give them props. They did look pretty good. Um, here's some side notes before we move on to a preview of Week Seven. Um, did Georgia Tech? Does that team just hate Jeff Collins? Because with the back-to-back wins after it's he's crazy. fired, crazy. Yeah, they're riding Texas, it. Texas State upsetting App State. Uh, there's the there's the dark horse that we saw. Uh, we talked about with the group of five guys earlier in the year as a Texas State is a possible dark horse in the Sun Belt. Uh, there's the performance that we finally expected to see. Finally. How did that team lose to Nevada? Mm, no Never, kidding. Transitive property doesn't work. Um, yeah. Your big game that you mentioned last week, uh, UTSA, Western Kentucky, was another really good game. Uh, UTSA beats them, uh, beats them again. Um, but, again, another great group of five matchup. Yeah, I mean, UTSA is just a fantastic team as well. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun squad to watch. I, I'm really disappointed in myself for not getting to a game over there yet. But uh, one one of these days, I'll make my way over. Listen, San Antonio is a good time, man. I oh, love yeah. San Antonio. Uh, let's look at U- uh, Utah State beats Air Force. Listen, I was on the Air Force train or sorry plane. Sorry, plane. Everyone, I don't know, man. Like. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the state of Colorado's curse, other than Colorado State pulling off a game on Friday night. No, nah, they're, <laughs> cur- they're still cursed. Yeah, they're, they're still bad. terrible. Like, Dude, the I like that there of- was a little, hey, I did like that there was a little uh, pregame handshake fireworks there between Norvell and. Uh, I didn't see it, was there? Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of a heated exchange uh, before the game between that. Love so that's it. always fun. Love it. Um, yeah, uh, Colorado and Colorado State are so bad that they, they've now pulled down Air Force because Air Force does not look like the same team that we saw earlier in the year. Um, also, Air Force absolutely killed Colorado. Yeah. Again, transitive property does not work. But I think I think CBS has Colorado as their 131st of 131 teams in college eh, football right now. I think they'll beat UMass. I think they'd be, but the fact that we're even having to have a conversation about yeah, that we is, have to uh... have that conversation isn't good. The fact that we have to say yeah, Colorado they can be UMass, they can be UConn, you know that that's not good that we're having. Yeah, I don't know that they beat UConn. UConn's uh, quietly got a three game winning streak going. I think. No, I thought they only won two. 
Maybe it's they only two. Won, they only beat they only beat they only beat two FBS teams though. Okay, they beat FIU. FIU and Fresno State. Fresno, man, since Hainer's down, they've been bad. Yeah. Fresno yeah. State looks bad without Jake Hainer. Bad. Without I, think, I think UConn can get another win against Ball State. But I don't know. Ball State's been winning some games, though. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um, and lastly, listen, Pac-12 after dark strikes again. Just when you think the Stanford Cardinal are going to catch the Beavers, Oregon State throws up a ball at the end of the game in double coverage, and he scampers to the end zone. Beaver fever continues. I love it. I love Oregon State. There's just something about that program. It's just fun. They got to stay in the Power Five somehow. I want them to stay in the Power Five. It would have to be Big 12, I think. But uh, if Oregon we'll goes to the Big Ten, yeah, like I, I think I hope Oregon State and Washington State find. A, I, I say this every week; they need to find a place. And I just don't know. Think it's going to happen? Maybe the Mountain. I don't know. I just hate for them to go to the Mountain. Listen, I, I know you love the Mountain best, and I am. I do like the Mountain what best as well. But Oregon State and Washington State don't belong there. They no. don't. I think Boise State and Fresno would love it. Be like, yeah, be bring fun. them on over. Um, all right, you want to preview week seven? Let's go ahead and preview week seven. Uh, let's start with the game you're going to. Let's start on Thursday night. Baylor is going to Morgantown, West Virginia, to take on the Mountaineers uh, with a plus. And West Virginia is plus three and a half in this game. Um, Jay, got any thoughts going? I know you're pulling for the Mountaineers. Have to, have to. Uh, really looking forward to experiencing actual fall weather and not the high 80s, low 90s that I have down here in Houston. Uh, bring, a, bring a hood. Very excited about that. I have a hoodie. I have a quarter zip. I get to I get to wear a quarter yeah. zip for the first time in forever. Uh, I just, you know, West Virginia's offense is good enough to give people problems, but this is still a good Baylor defense. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens here. I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly like. I'm just happy to be there. I know it's it's weird to say, but I am very happy that I'm going to be in Morgantown for this game. And I appreciate the people of the internet for helping me out and funding this trip. Uh, I wish I was there. I wish I was still I, in Morgantown. Yeah. I, oh, man, we we missed out on a on some fun fun content there. That's okay though. You're coming down to College Station, so I am. I am making. And it just trip. means that I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to find a way to get up to Happy Valley next year. Oh, you know it's happening. I one hundred percent. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you that ticket. Um, but I'm, I, I I'm do taking it. West Virginia three and a half. I'm taking. You West know Virginia. what, Jay? Jay, guess what, man? I want to do it too. I think that line looks way. I thought West Virginia would be a seven. I thought this would be a touchdown uh, underdog at home. Um, <laughs> I I'm taking West Virginia too. I honestly, I think I think West Virginia is going to cover this game. Um, now I do have a question for you, Jay. Yeah. Where where are you going in this uh, when you get down to Morgantown? Do you have anything that any place you're going to go? Uh, so my hotel is directly across from the blue lot. Uh, the bad news is the blue lot doesn't open until two hours before kickoff because it's yeah, a Thursday night the Thursday game. game. Well, here's a good part for you is that 
that hotel you're in, you can go to other parking lots in people's yards. Yeah. Like they have all parking lots in people's yards that you could go to. That's where, honestly, that's where usually I park. Um, you could probably also walk to Sil- the Silver Lot. Silver Lot is more of a wine and cheese type of crowd. Um, but good thing is there's going to be moonshine everywhere. Yeah. So you'll, I, I want to make sure I get some moonshine. And it's not. Uh, yeah. I, I want to get some pepperoni rolls. I want to get I want to get some uh man I just I have two days too right so I'm gonna be there on Wednesday probably gonna hit up Mario's fishbowl uh, uh hang on go to the original gotcha. both are both are good both are good but th- there's just something about the aesthetic of the original um I forget what street it's on well I'll figure it out you'll figure uh, it out Kegler's is another place that we were told to go to. Kegler's, Kegler's. I, I like the food at Kegler's. That's a nice little sports bar. I'm a fan. Uh, and then I'm flying Kegler. into and out of Pittsburgh. I get a full Friday night in Pittsburgh. So I'm going to get me some Primanti Bros while I'm up there too. So, yeah, if you're in Pittsburgh Friday, then go to – listen, it's a chain, but it's a, it's, it's a regional chain. So go there. Um, they make also, sure get- I've, I've never been to a Wawa or a Sheets, so I think I have to, like, make a stop at some point. At, There's uh, a sheets right by the stadium. So know. maybe I go to a sheets for the first time in my life. Okay. Oh my god. So okay, here's my sheets. Oh now now <laughs> we're going into now we're going in the Pennsylvania regionality here. This is Pennsylvania regionality. Okay. So the West is the Western Pennsylvania are sheets people. Eastern Pennsylvania are Wawa people. But me growing up in the growing up in the East and but then also uh, going to college in Central. And living in West Virginia, which is Sheets territory. If you want fried food, mozzarella sticks, um, chicken tenders, all that stuff, Sheets has the better ones. Oh, if you go to oh, also to get the boom boom sauce at Sheets. Boom boom, boom, sauce. boom sauce. If you get chicken, you gotta get the boom boom sauce. Now, Wawa it has the better sandwiches and hoagies. So if you want a panini, a sandwich, anything like that, a hoagie, you go to Wawa. If you want fried foods, you go to um, you go to Sheets. That's my Wawa Sheets take, and I think that is the only correct take. See, in Texas, we have Bucky's, which I'll have to take you to whenever you come down here. I have seen this Bucky's, and it looks like a magical gas station land. <laughs> it looks like I, the Disney World of gas stations. I, I'm going to make sure that I take you to a Bucky's, even if oh, the crowd God. is like too much. Uh, which it can be at Bucky sometimes. I'm gonna make sure that you go to one because it's oh. calling it a gas station doesn't really doesn't really do it justice. It's everything. It's everything yeah. you want. It's anything you want it to be. Like I'm, I'm um, gonna follow behind you and record whenever we walk through there for the first dude, time. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, kind of bringing back, and we're gonna we're gonna come back to the West Virginia thing because I have a couple other things to ask you. Um, I was really disappointed in myself. I did not get cookout when I went down to North Carolina, and I am so upset with myself because I drove. Had, uh, whenever me and my girlfriend went to Asheville like uh, two years ago, cookout was like one of the stops that we had to make. Oh my god, dude! It was like we were going in and like we just ate, and I'm like, I'm gonna have barbecue later. I don't want to fill up on cookout because I'm gonna eat barbecue in like two and a half hours. And I'm like, okay, I'll get it in the morning. I'm like, shoot, it doesn't open until 1130. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get it after the game. And then we passed it. And it's like, there is, after the game, there's just a giant line of like 20 cars. I'm like, 
I don't think I'm getting cookout. And by the time I left the South, it was already, it was, they, by the time I left the South, um, it, it, they were all closed. Like there was no way I was going to get it. Um, now back to your trip to West Virginia, Mario's fishbowl. Great. Get the, uh, I would get the cowboy cowboy ranch sauce. Um, love Mario's though. Um, that's your wing spot. Now, if you want to get barbecue now, again, you are the connoisseur, so it's probably not going to be as – I don't want you to downgrade anything, but uh, I think it's called Woodburn Sh- Woodburn Shanks is the one barbecue place. If you're going to do barbecue in West Virginia, I think that's the place you go. I think it's called Woodburn. Wood- Let me double-check that. Woodburn – yeah, Woodburn Shanks Pit. Yeah, it's like a small little place in West Virginia. I Morgantown, I would do that. Um, But – yeah, definitely get Permanis in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think you want to go down High Street. If you go to High Street, that's 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 a hello fellow kids place. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm 28 years old now. Uh, I think I'm a little bit past the uh, the High Street. I'm assuming is like a like an uptown in Dallas or like a a midtown yeah. in Houston or like. Going to the going to the bars in the college town that are uh, what we would call Ratchet Row. Uh, yeah, that's going to um, be the uh, the vibes there. Yourself, if you find yourself, um, I always like big times on High Street. Um, I the other thing know. is I'm going to be rolling solo that Friday night. Uh, my my traveling companions are going to be gone, so it's going to be like uh, eh. so it's just going to be you. Well, hell with this. If you want a bar to just kind of hang out at. Definitely Kager's is a good sports bar. Um, also Crockett's, that's more of a townie. I think that's more of townie alumni type bar. Um, oh, my God. And I'm blanking on the – I'll have to text you. I, but yeah. I was – So I so I Wednesday, snapped. Wednesday, Thursday are in Morgantown. Friday is going to be uh, in Pittsburgh and then fly out. Oh, so you only got like really one night to kind of yeah. do it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably Kegler's, Crockett's. Another place that I used to frequent a lot was Mountain Mama's. This this little hole, this little bar in the back, really good beer. Um, I'm probably gonna go was, down to uh, to uh, Morgantown Brewing Company just because I like to sample the local beers. But I'll either go there or go to Mountain State. Gotcha. Morgantown Brewing Company or go to Mountain State. I, I might go to, to both. Mountain. Might go to both. Try something from each. Um, okay. But no, I – yeah, it's you, – dude, you're going to have a, such a fun time. And there was that other place that I can't remember. It's away from campus, and it had the Texas A&M helmet in it. And I'm going to have to text you what it was, but we, – um, We've completely derailed the preview for week seven, yeah, by the way. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, I got to get you that, that – what that uh, place was called. Because they had the Texas A and M helmet in it, and I know you'd probably appreciate that. But yeah, just s- send your boy a couple texts, and I'll will do. I'll point you in the right direction. I know Smoking Musket has to been telling you stuff too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all right, now let's uh, let's talk about this one. Big uh, game for you boys, huh? Big game, big game. Uh, Penn State is currently a seven point underdog going to Ann Arbor. Uh, to play Michigan. Jay, I try and keep my bias out of things. Okay? I really do. I try and keep my bias out of things. 
I am going. I'm gonna. I'm taking Penn State. I am too. Not just with the points. Okay, well now I kind of disagree with you, but that's okay. I'm taking Penn State money line. Uh, This is why Eric All is out. They're gonna have an offensive line. Michigan's gonna have an offensive lineman that is out. Uh, Two other players, I believe, a linebacker and a receiver, are game time decisions. I don't think Michigan, or I don't think Michigan fans understand that this Penn State secondary, how good they are. Um, They struggle a little bit at linebacker. I think if they can get Curtis Jacobs and Abdul Carter on the field at the same time, they are fast. They are the fastest team they've seen so far. This defensive line is deeper than last year. Maybe not as top-heavy as it was last year, but it was much deeper. They are able to take advantage late in games because of it for the first time in a while. Um, Offensively, um, or sorry, Michigan defensively, I don't believe their linebackers are as good as last year. I don't believe their defensive line is as good. And we have seen Penn State has improved their offense. I like Penn State to win this game, and I've already put money on it. I like the Nittany Lions. I I never bet on my team. I never do it. But this is one where I feel like Penn State can win this one. Can Michigan win? Absolutely. But I am feeling a lot more confident than I have been in, in, in a long time with this game. I like Penn State to win. They should have won last year. I believe the Nittany Lions get it done. Penn State, money line, plus 250. I mean, I don't hate it. I'm just going to follow you on the minus seven uh, or on the plus That's seven for one. Penn State. The safe uh, one's plus seven. But, uh, yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, and then, <laughs> how about this next game on here? Kansas at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is still somehow minus seven and a half. Take the Sooners. You think so? Yeah. They got I'm taking Kansas. Ass, they got their ass kicked last week. Kansas also. They got lost. their ass kicked two weeks in a row. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. So you're telling me Oklahoma got their ass kicked two weeks in a row and they're still seven and a half point favorites over the darlings of college football right now? I just think Vegas, Vegas hasn't caught up yet. I think Vegas is ahead of us. I listen. I love this Kansas team. I, I'm not going to bet on this game just because I want Kansas to win. Um, so I'm not going to bet on it because of that reason. But I, I think Oklahoma wins this game. All right. And well, they, I, th- I think they. I think they'll cover. I think Kansas is at least going to cover. Okay. So I'm taking them plus right. seven and a half. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma uh, State at TCU. Uh, here's my deal with Oklahoma State. Okay. I think this is a good team. Yeah. You know how there's – so I'm, I'm a big combat sports fan. There are some fighters that are fantastic on paper, technically gifted, yeah. uh, you know, have all the tools to just dominate fights. And for whatever reason, they just decide to turn every fight they're in into a brawl. Oklahoma State does that as a football team. They don't really care about blowing people out. They just wanted to turn it into a fist fight. And they just like to brawl in the phone booth and go back and forth with whatever opponent they're facing. Right. Uh, it makes for good football. It, it is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but I, I don't trust them to, to do that successfully against TCU. 
I think this is where it finally catches up to them a little bit uh, with their tendencies uh, to, to just kind of brawl with teams. Uh, I, I like the Horn Frogs minus three and a half in this one, especially just because Sonny Dex's offense has been fantastic this year. I am staying away from this game. Understand? I, I listen. I like Oklahoma State. I think they're a good team. I really like TCU. TCU's at home. I don't know. I'm staying away from this game. I don't advise anyone to bet on this game. I think you just sit back with your popcorn and and enjoy this one because I think it's good. it's going to be a really good one. Um, NC State at Syracuse. Now I know you you see the line on the template, right? You see the yep. line on our notes. Yep. Did that surprise you? Uh no, because Devin Leary. Devin Leary is probably going to be out. Yeah. Um, uh, I do like I like Syracuse, and I hate saying it. <laughs> I hate it's just, it. They're, they're, I hate it that I. They're have an even that worse team. version. They're an even worse version of what I said about Oklahoma State. Like they're not as good of a football team, but they they do the same thing where they just brawl with people. Yeah, Syracuse brings everyone down to their level. Um, yep. I hate that. I I like Dino Babers, but I hate that Syracuse is good. That that dumb can get loud too, though. It is going to be in. It's going to be in Syracuse. That dome's going to be really loud. Uh, possibly no Larry. Uh, Syracuse's favorite, which I think catches everyone by surprise. Uh, God, I hate this, but yeah, I would take the orange in this one minus yeah. three and a half. I think Syracuse wins this one again. NC State did not impress me at all. Yeah. They did not impress me last weekend, and that shames me. I wish I could say they did. Um, Let's stay in the Next ACC. Up, stay in the ACC, huh? Clemson, Florida State. <coughs> in Tallahassee. Florida State. I said Clemson State. Florida State is getting three and a half, and I love it. I love it, too. I think Florida State and – oh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about sprinkling it, Jay. Oh, I'm thinking about sprinkling the money line. I wouldn't blame you. I like the plus three and a half, but I'm thinking about sprinkle. I don't know what, what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm de- I'm definitely taking Florida State plus three and a half. I'm thinking about sprinkling that money line because I I liked what I saw from Florida State last week. And you're telling me they're only getting three and a half? You're telling me that on a neutral site that Clemson's only favored by one? Is it, is it a neutral site? No, no, no. It's not a neutral site. I'm saying – Usually, uh, if a home team, it's usually they give them two points because they're up yeah, to yeah, yeah. point. You're right. You're right. So that's what I'm saying. No, it's not a neutral site. But you're telling me that if this game was a neutral site, that they only be a one-point, one-and-a-half-point favorite for Clemson? No. I, I love Florida State, Garrett. I really do. They lost last week. They know they should have won. They know they should have beat NC State. So they are going to come out ticked off. And I like the Knolls here in this one. I do. I like the Knolls. I, I love like that. Um, Big Ten. Minnesota at Illinois. Um, Mo Ibrahim might be back. Um, I think Illinois, I don't know if it doesn't matter. I don't think if Mo Ibrahim's back or not. I think this is game. I think this is Minnesota. I think Minnesota wins this game. I think this is Illinois' come back to earth game. 
It would make sense. I also think Minnesota is still my favorite in the Big Ten West, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But, yeah, I, I like Minnesota in this one as well. Yep. Um, Third Saturday in October. And this Saturday is the October. most compelling version of this matchup that I think we've had in a long time. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's why uh, College Game Day went back there. I disagree. I don't think Game Day should have repeated this for this game, um, but I, I kind of get it. Um, I don't think it's going to help with viewership, but that's just me. Um, I don't know. Is is Bryce Young coming back? Is he going to be okay, Bryce Young? It doesn't I look like so. it. And still, Tennessee, not Neyland's going to be going nuts. Ugh. This is the most he- hope they've had in this matchup in a long time, I think. I know, I know. I just, you know my feelings here. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to bet this game. I see Tennessee just keeping this close and only winning by seven. Although, although, they did struggle last week. No offense. No, I mean, it is. But you have to, I think maybe the fact that there was some emotional uh, baggage going into that game. May have made the machine of Bama stutter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. There, this, I don't know. I wouldn't this, bet on this, this Alabama game. team has looked vulnerable. Uh, I honestly, I'm probably going to take Tennessee plus seven and a half. I'm staying the hell away. I, I'm me. buying the hook. I'm buying the hook. That half. That half point. I hope. I mean, I, I hope Bama beats my thirty. I want Bama to just crush Tennessee's soul. I, I kind of like. I kind of like that Tennessee has all this momentum right now. I kind of love it. I love that they are on this train. That they that they're going a hundred miles an hour, and this train. Everyone's happy on this train. And it's everyone's. Do you realize how unbearable they'd be if they won this game? I know, and this can't happen. And they're but these fans are on this train, and they're like, "Woo, we're on, we're coming, we're back, bro." Nineteen ninety nine, all over again. And then that train just plummets into the Mississippi River. That's what I want today, or that's what I want Saturday to feel like for those people. I love. I love that they're high on life right now. I absolutely love it. But they, I want their souls to be crying. I want Bama to hang 40 points on them and them to lose. 40 points may not be enough to beat this Tennessee offense. No, no, no. I want like 40 to 7. I, that's what I want. 47, 48 to 7, that's what I want. I want those hillbillies to leave that stadium totally crushed that they think about jumping into the Mississippi River. That is what I want from this team on Saturday. We'll, we'll work on your geography because the, the Mississippi River won't be crossed. Uh, Doesn't the Mississippi River – the Mississippi River is no. like right next to the stadium. The Mississippi River uh, is Louisiana and Mississippi. No. Uh, that, you're, you're, that's the wrong river. No, you got the wrong river, not. buddy. Neyland yeah. Stadium – wait, what's the river by Neyland Stadium? <laughs> oh, the Tennessee River. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I hope they fall into the Tennessee River. 
I was like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> your geography's off a little bit there. They were really close to the Mississippi River whenever they were in Baton Rouge last week. They were the Tennessee River. I all, I don't know. <laughs> They're gonna. Jump we're gonna have to make a supercut of all your geographical errors <laughs> geographical at some error. point. Was the Provo to Wyoming being a couple hours? The the yeah. oh, it'd be like a home game, and it was like six hour drive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. I messed up another <laughs> geographical place. I don't care. I'm going to clip that anyway. I don't care. Um, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Uh, I believe Kentucky is a seven-point underdog in this one. I like um, Mississippi State a lot in this matchup. I do, too. I, again, I, I think I think Mississippi State's going to go out to a lead, and Kentucky's not going to be able to come back, especially if Will Levis, if Will Levis can't perform, if he can't play. I really like Mississippi State again in this matchup. Um, but, yeah, I like Mississippi State. USC at Utah, the Utes. Two Utes. Um, Utah's favored by three and a half. After yeah. they lost to Florida, after they lost to UCLA. And I think so, Utah I think Utah beats them. I mean, this is – I think the biggest test that USC has faced this year, you add into the fact that they're playing at Utah altitude could be a factor as well. Uh, and you know how, you know how much I love me some altitude. I, before a game. I know you talk about it every week. Oh man. Yeah. I'm taking Utah as well. I'm, I like, I think I like Utah too. I'm going to take Utah. I'm going to take Utah. Um, I think Utah matches up well. I don't think USC's defense is that good. USC isn't good in the trenches. Um, now, I think this is a shootout. Uh, what is? Do you know the over/under here? Uh, I do not off the top of my head. Let me see if I we got to check it. that. We got to check before sixty-three. God, that seems like it's too easy. Doesn't that seem like it it's does. too easy? It does. I'm yeah, taking. I the would. Cheese. I'm taking the I, cheese. I would hammer that over. Taking, taking the cheese. It's there. It wants me to get trapped. I am taking the cheese over sixty-three. Over sixty-three with USC. Both teams don't have defenses. Both teams have really good offenses. I'm taking it. Taking the cheese. Um. All right. That's our preview for Week Seven. Now, before we move on, before we leave you for the day, Jay, I have a serious question to ask you. Who wins the Matt Rule sweepstakes? Here's my thing. Nebraska is clamoring for him. Uh, That's what I think. I I just they are pushing for him hard. The only way I could see is if you know West Virginia, if the wheels really come off up there, maybe they make a push for him. Uh, but I just I think Nebraska. That's who they really want, and he'd be good there as a as a cultural turnaround guy. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I love Matt Rule in Nebraska. I think that's the guy for the job. I don't like him going to Wisconsin. I've heard that being thrown out. I don't like that. Um, I don't like. Um, see, here's the thing, West Virginia. I I, I don't know. I, I think West West Virginia might turn this around. West Virginia might go eight and four, and and Neil Brown saves his job. Yeah. Or West Virginia might say, Hey, we're gonna get rid of Neil Brown so we can get go get Matt Matt Rule. Like, because yeah. they're already talking about buyout. But the thing is, who has deeper pockets, Jay? 
I think Nebraska does. Uh, Absolutely, Nebraska does. And then the wild That's card the in the situation is Georgia Tech. Yeah, I don't think he goes there. I, I, don't, I don't think so either. I don't think. I think Matt Rule looks at that. And goes, yeah, hmm, Nebraska. He he sits on his forty million dollar buyout before he goes to yeah. take that Georgia Tech job. Yeah, like you look at Nebraska. Like, hmm, okay, I can go to this blue blood program that everyone's gonna love me. Um, I have this other program in the mountains that has some good culture that wouldn't be bad to turn around. I, there's some foundation there. Or I can go to Georgia Tech. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I'm but picking, picking Georgia, Tech's, Georgia Tech's on a two-game winning streak in the ACC. They are. They are in the mighty ACC. That we will see. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Oh, one last thing. Um, Scott Frost at Arizona State. Did you see that? I did not see that. Is that the rumor? No, well, the, the rumor is Scott Frost has already interviewed for Arizona State. How, how if, if that happens, if that happens, why are you making these bad decisions, Arizona State? If Arizona State even flirts with Scott Frost, like, why? You, like, c- can you imagine in the last Who's the, who, would that be their last three coaches? Todd Graham, Herm Edwards, Scott Frost? Yeah. Like, are you, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, what, man. Like, and you, you fire your AD? He's like, yeah, we're going to fire the AD. All right. Let's get Scott Frost on the line, though, to, for a football. Like, what are you doing? That's the worst. That, that oh, is, man. if Arizona State, if they actually hire Scott Frost, which is the big if, but if they hire Scott Frost, that might be the, the three worst coaching hires Ever, ever in the history of college football, that you just continually make poor decisions. It's not like, good. No, not only are your students making poor decisions, because let's face it, Arizona State is a crazy party school. Not only are your, are your kids not making great decisions, but your administration isn't. Hey, nothing but respect for this party or so. Todd Graham, Herm Edwards. And Scott Frost. And Herm Andrews was probably going to be your best bet there out of all three of them. <laughs> Think about how here. bad that is. The lack of institutional control Herm Edwards had, and he was your best bet. Outrageous that they're even entertaining it. Outrageous that they're even entertaining it. Um, Jay, anything to leave our, our people? Uh, shout out to the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, they look like they may be the biggest challenger to Cincinnati and the American. My green wave, baby. My green Also, wave. shout out to James Madison. How yes, about the sir. Dukes getting ranked in their first Love season it. in FBS football? Yep. Can't make a bowl. They got to petition it. We've had so many petitions before in college football. There needs to be a petition that I will gladly sign. Actually, Jay, you and I, you and I get the petition going. I don't know how we do that, but we got to figure it out to James Madison to go bowling. Agreed. It needs to happen. They deserve it. They are playing with less scholarship players than everybody else. James Madison, the Dukes, they need to go bowling. Anything else? No, I was waiting for you. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to sign that petition. Yeah, we got uh, we got to figure out how that works. But from all of us here, um, thank you once again for tuning in. And as always, have a great week.